millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program with John O'Connor. Later in the program, the launch of the Acre Scheme at last... Winter finishers are finished, it's warned. Grazing from Chagas, some tips, and Mokra news. But first, Dairy Gold confirms September milk price. Dairy Gold, our sponsor, has maintained the September quoted milk price at 57.5 cents per litre, based on standard constituents of 3.3% protein and 3.6% butterfat, inclusive of bonuses and VAT. This milk price equates to an average September farm gate milk price of 70.1 cents per litre, based on average September milk solids achieved by Dairy Gold milk suppliers. The quoted milk price for September, based on EU standard constituents of 3.4% protein and 4.2% butterfat, is 62.7 cents per litre. A company spokesperson commented that, quote, dairy markets have been stable in recent weeks, despite significant inflation, which could potentially affect demand. Market returns this year have been at historic highs, and this is reflected in the continuous strong milk price being paid. The Dairy Gold Board will continue to monitor markets closely and review milk price on a month-by-month basis. That statement from Dairy Gold confirming the September milk price. On October 17th, the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, announced the commencement of advance payments under the BPS 2022 Basic Payment Scheme, including greening. The Minister said he was delighted to confirm that advance payments under the BPS Basic Payment Scheme worth €734 million to 114,200 farmers, had commenced on 17th of October. Minister McConnell said these payments were crucial for family farm income and were, he said, a vital support for farmers as well as the general rural economy. He said that 17th of October was the first working day that advance payments could be paid, which demonstrated, he claimed, the Department's commitment to issue scheme payments as quickly as possible. Payments under the 2022 Areas of Natural Constraint Scheme, ANC, which started in September, are also continuing as more cases are being cleared for payment. In order to help farmers wishing to contact the Department of Agriculture regarding their BPS or ANC payments, extended hours are in place at the Direct Payments Help Desk. That's from Monday, 17th of October through till Friday, 21st of October. The Help Desk will be available up to 8.30pm. 
Farmers can phone the help desk at the following phone number 057 867 That's help desk phone number 057 867 Farmers can also submit any queries they may have online through www.agfoodoneword.ie, all lowercase. IFA Sheep Committee Chairman Mr Kevin Kominsky said lamb prices have started to rise with an additional 5 cents a kg to 10 cents a kg on offer for lambs. He said lambs are making from €6.10 a kg to €6.45 a kg on weights to 22 kg with higher deals for groups and larger lots. Ahead of addressing the Joint Eurocratic Committee on Agriculture on EU Nature Restoration Law, the IFA Environment Chairman, Mr Paul O'Brien, said the law proposed by the European Commission could have far-reaching consequences for Irish agriculture as it will for the first time place legally binding restoration targets on Ireland. Minister of State of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Pippa Hackett, on 20th of October announced that the organic farming scheme was open to new applicants from the 20th. The scheme includes the higher rates announced earlier this year and the application window is open until December 9th. The Bovine TB Stakeholders Forum held its 15th meeting on Tuesday 18th of October at Backwestern Campus with the progress being made in reducing incidence rates being outlined. Reflecting on the Bovine TB Stakeholders Forum's successful collaboration, Minister McConnell said he was acutely aware of the financial and emotional pain associated with the TB breakdown. He was committed to further driving down TB rates. He said the collaborative model of the forum was making real and impactful progress. Herd incidence is reducing this year and farmers, vets, scientists, his department and all other stakeholders continue to have vital roles to play, he emphasised. Minister McConnell said the journey ahead is challenging, but collaboration like this makes it possible to travel this journey successfully together. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Miss Amy Ford, Acting News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. First of all, Amy, welcome to the programme. Now, very important, the Acres Environmental Scheme. There's been so much discussion about it, but now it's open for applications. Sure, John, yeah, the scheme is finally open, so it feels like the scheme has been launched 10 or, t- 10 or 20 times up to now. Um, it's open for applications. It'll be worth $1.5 billion over the next cap from next year to 2027, essentially. Farmers with some common land, rare breeds, organic land or private nature sites will have priority access to the scheme. And it's going to close uh, for applications on the 21st of November. So advisors are going to be under a fair bit of pressure now between now and then to targets there. There's 30,000 farmers targeted in tranche one of the scheme and then there'll be 20,000 uh, in the next tranche, give or take. Um, so 50,000 all in. Now, as regards costs, uh, some people are very worried about what the costs of application might be, you know, to apply, simply applying. But is the cost of application linked to the farm size? Yes, with Chagisk. If you're, if you're with the Chagisk advisor, your cost is, could cost up to €550 Euro, uh, to apply for the scheme. Uh, if you're under 10 hectares, it'll cost you €320, Euro, while farmers between 10 and 35 hectares, which is the average farm size in Ireland, will be charged €450. Euro, and farms over 35 hectares will be charged 
550 euro and if you're going with a private advisor the advisors themselves obviously set their own charges and they're coming in anywhere from 300 euro uh, up to around 800 euro and that's including VAT. Now that obviously depends on what needs to go into your plan obviously walking the farm and, and advisors have said that the actual applications take a while to do and that there's a big workload involved in them. And make an early decision on whether you want to join or not because although you've mentioned um, deadline for applications 21st of November, nonetheless it could happen that you might be above the 30,000 limit for applicants. Yeah, and I think it'll all depend on the workload over the coming weeks for advisors. Like, we could see an extension if there isn't enough applications in. The department won't want, um, you know, the department will want to reach 30,000 farmers, so they'll probably try to do everything in their power to ensure as many applications can get in and then decide uh, to approve however many, obviously, depend on the application. If you're even remotely thinking of taking advantage of acres to make up your mind, make a decision as quickly as possible and apply because it's very important you would get your application in as quickly as possible in order that you wouldn't be at the end of a very, very long queue of people making last-minute decisions. That's right, John. Look, this scheme is going to replace the gloss scheme, so it's going to make up a big portion of some farmers' payments. Um, you know, there's anywhere from, depending on the measures you take up and what section of the scheme you're in, whether you're in the general or the cooperation measure, there's up to €7,000 or €10,500 there, depending on what actions, obviously, you carry out. And your payment will depend on those actions. And we've detailed them in the Farmer's Journal over previous weeks. They're available online. They're available uh, on the department's website. And your advisor will obviously advise you on what the best actions, whether it's tree planting or, um, you know, putting in different hedges, uh, or what the best actions basically are for your farm and what will work best for you. Um, as I said, this payment will form a portion of uh, many farm incomes um, in terms of their overall payment along with their BPS and it's worth considering joining. And in the journal, just inside the back cover of the journal, in the Business of Farming, Farm Schemes and Finance section, page 67, there's a full page devoted in great detail to all the different possible types of farming. Department reveals official scoring and ranking system for acres. So that single page there is quite possible, regardless of what type of farming you're in, that you'll be able to see there what the rankings are and the number of marks which your sector would receive. So page 67, very important. Now, for people who would like to find out more about the CAP schemes in general, the trend towards environmental schemes, encouraging environmental measures rather than encouraging production measures, I understand the Irish Farmers Journal have organised a nationwide series of CAP information events. And Cork, I think, is the first venue for these. That's right, John. So next Tuesday, the 25th of October, in the Clayton Silver Springs Hotel in Cork City, uh, we'll be running a CAP information meeting from half seven to 9.30. And we'll be there in the night along with representatives from the Department of Agriculture. Um, we're going to expand the meeting to, to Cork, or to Carlow, Galway and Cavan as well, uh, into November. And you can hear from our expert panel about how the farm schemes, such as acres and organics, will change with the new CAP, as well as looking at case studies across all farm sectors and this that'll be followed by a questions and answers session. So Clayton Hotel, Silver Springs, half seven next Tuesday, uh, a CAP information se- series starting off. I understand the next tranche of the organic scheme 
is open or will open very soon. That's right, it's open now. So Minister of State Pippa Hackett has announced that uh, the organic scheme is reopened again for applications, the latest tranche of it. Uh, there's enticing payment rates there for sheep and suckler farmers up to 12,500 well, 12,500 if you're an average size farmer around 35 hectares, obviously the more you have, the, the more money per hectare or the more money you can be paid. Um, that's open now until the 9th of December and obviously we've seen over the last number of weeks that there's been a lot of interest in organic farm walks so it will be really interesting to see, John, the uptake uh, in this tranche of the scheme if a lot of farmers make the switch. Thank you very much indeed, Miss Amy Ford, Acting News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, for all of that information. Please give us the date and venue of details of the start of a series of CAP information meetings planned by the paper, the Irish Farmers Journal. Yeah, next Tuesday, 25th of October, in the Clayton Hotel, Silver Springs, in Cork City, from half seven to half nine, and there'll be um, a question and answer session along with the uh, Department of Agriculture and ourselves on a panel uh, on the next CAP and the key schemes that will affect your farm being. That's wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. Miss Amy Ford, acting news editor, Irish Farmers Journal. Thank you, Amy, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, we have Mr. James Fleming, Chagas Dairy Advisor with the Sandfield Mallow Office. First of all, James, welcome to the programme. Now, what should farmers be doing now if they're listening in order to minimise sward and paddock damage while at the same time continuing to maximise herd output? Yes, John, of course. So, look, John, um, I had a look at um, our own pasture base website this morning. Um, for a few of my own groups and my own farmers and on average I can see that farm cover is reasonable at just under 900 kilos of dry matter per hectare. Now this tells me that there's a fair amount of grass about but, but we mustn't waste it uh, by walking it into the ground with, with cows. Okay, So we'll talk soon about budgeting and supplementing but first I just, we'll just talk a little bit about the day-to-day grazing tactics. Okay, So first of all I would say that Farmers should be practicing on off grazing if the weather continues and if we get this rain that's forecast across the weekend, this 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 will have to be a tactic for people. Okay. So the cows will eat about eighty percent of their allocation in, in the three hours after turnout. Um when they're not grazing, in other words when they're that allocation is when they're not grazing and when the weather is fine, cows will lie down, chew the cud. But in bad weather, uh, cows will walk about, they congregate, congregate by gaps or by ditches for shelter, and this will result in, in damage inevitably. So practicing on off-grazing, that's short durations for people that aren't familiar with it, short durations, three and certainly under five hours, depending on weather, uh, means that cows are brought, brought, back into, brought back into the housing once they've got their grass allocation. Um, this, Look, setting yourself up for this is very important. Okay. Cows must be keen to graze in, 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 a, in a non-off grazing situation. So silage from the previous night's housing, that must be finished uh, well before milking. Uh, furthermore, once you have a morning's milking done, cows can be allowed to stand in the yard or the shed for an hour or so after milking uh, with no access to silage. And this will encourage uh, cows' appetite at turnout. That appetite, then that'll prevent any walking or travelling around paddocks and cause it concentrate on the job in hand, which is grazing the grass. The next thing I would say then is picking the paddocks carefully this time of the year. Today now is a is a nice, fine, sunny day, but particularly if we get if we get heavy rain again across the weekend, and we got heavy rain last weekend, which uh, paddocks with heavy covers on them, 
you should only be grazing or attempting to, to be grazing those on dry sunny days. Taking out the lighter covers um, on the wet days then uh, encourages better, you get better clean outs on those on, on wet days on lighter covers. Okay, Picking your paddocks with good access and good infrastructure for your wet days. Okay? So it needs a bit of thinking about it and it needs a bit of stri- strategic planning. Okay. Definitely, the stripwire needs to be in at this stage, and you're allocating for 12 hours only. Using a back fence and side alley, alley wires to get cows to the back of longer paddocks is, is also very important. Uh, don't allow cows to walk back over grazed ground, particularly in wet conditions, as this is only doing more damage. And then, don't be tempted to go back grazing paddocks that are already closed. Those paddocks are they're much more valuable. Um, to to uh, to the dairy herd and to the to the farmer in the springtime than they are in the autumn. Now, look, what I've described already that seems like a lot of work for farmers, and it, and it, it certainly is. Okay, moving your wires and looking for and selecting suitable paddocks that that's a chore, and people people sometimes don't like that. But I, I, it's part. It's important to remember that the reward for that is is in the milk tank, and the cheapest and best way to get that reward is by keeping some grass, some grass, not all grass, in the cow's diet for as much of the remainder of the lactation as possible. Um, so look, even where we've only 33% of the diet is grass, okay, with the remainder being meal and silage, this grass is making a massive contribution to holding up milk yields and, and in particular, um, and, and also milk solids, but, but particularly the, the, the valuable commodity of protein. You mentioned increasing supplements to cows in the form of silage, along with the on-off grazing. Is there a danger that silage stocks will run very low this winter, especially as we recall a lot of silage was already fed during the summer drought, sometimes forgotten. Should farmers be doing a fodder budget now if they haven't done so already? Of course, John, yeah. So, look, we're aware that since the end of July and early August, many farmers increased supplementation levels firstly of concentrate and then well into September many farmers uh, they were dealing with continued feeding silage allowing to allow grass growth to recover which thankfully it did so now we're we'll turn around again and the weather is getting wet and farmers are heading back to looking at the stack of hills or the pit of silage again okay so I would say for people as you as you asked firstly those people um, that haven't done a budget. So, firstly, assess what silage is in your yard. Okay, so each each bale is approximately 250 kilos of dry matter. Um, every cubic meter of silage is, is is about 200 kilos of dry matter. Right, a milking cow doing on-off grazing, as we discussed already, she needs about six kilos of dry matter of silage per day. That's assuming six kilos of ration also. So, your 40 40 cows will use about one bale every day while milking with the on-off grazing. Now, in the winter dry period, then, uh, cows will eat about 12 kilos of dry matter. Uh, in calf heifers, will eat about 9 kilos of dry matter. And your weanlings will eat about 6 kilos of dry matter of silage. Okay. Look, we have various help sheets and calculators available in all our offices um, to help with budget calculations. Where a deficit exists and you've identified it having gone through it on your own or with your advisor and with the help of the, of the calculators or the budgets, um, there are several options available to you where, the, where, you, where you've established that the deficit exists. So for milking cows across the next month where they're on the on-off grazing and they're probably feeding about five or six kilos of concentrate in the parlour, 
um, then one very good and economical option is the feeding of sciholes or plant kernel. These are quite fibrous. They'll be good for cold digestion and they will supplement the grass and the ration very well while saving on winter feed vis-a-vis bales or pit silage that we've already established may be a little scarce in the yard. So the cost of a diet like that is about coming in at around eight, eight euros a day. So it's important cows that are slipping in yield get dried off a little earlier to ensure that you're getting an economic return for feeding that. Uh, the next thing to look at uh, when silage is scarce is the cold cows and any non-core stock. Uh, move, move these off the farm as soon as possible. And finally, look around your locality for any sources of fodder that are available. Discuss your advisor what the value of these feeds are versus extra concentrate or soy holes or pan kernel, etc. Moving on now from fodder and grass, we'll leave fodder and grass there just for the moment. In-calf heifers and young stock, surely they mustn't be forgotten about. So what should farmers be doing now to ensure that live weight targets are being met with in-calf heifers and younger stock? Right. Well, as far as we can see that in-calf heifers and young stock generally benefited across the summer from the good grazing conditions, despite the fact that grass was scarce at times due to the drought. However, it would be foolish to take it for granted that these are on target or that all of them are on target for their with live weight for age. Okay. So it would be a very good idea right now to weigh some or all of the young stock. Uh, there are look, plenty of scales or weighing services available to carry out this task uh, around the countryside. You only have to ask and look around. And um, So as a guide um, for February or March born wheelings, okay, February 2022 or March, March 22 born wheelings, um, they should now be between 210 and 230 kilos um, live weight minimum. Right for in-calf heifers, this should be in the range of 470 to 490 kilos. So what should you do? Um, if you're below a target. Uh, firstly, so look, we hope is worse that it's only a small number out of a bunch. Um, so I would say continue to allocate sufficient good quality grass to all the young stock while grass is available. Okay, uh, The below target stock then supplement those immediately uh, with a high protein ration. Uh, this would be 2 kilos of a 19 or 20% uh, crude protein heavier or a half a kilo of soybean meal. And you should continue to do this um, while housed for the below for the below target enemies. Now, James, an important deadline is looming. Farmers are always aware that in the back of their mind there's some deadline they've perhaps uh, forgotten about or has just slipped their mind. They're doing so many things all at one time. But an important deadline is looming fairly soon for farmyard manure. What can you tell us about this? So, look, the closing period for the spreading of farmyard manure is approaching. So from the 1st of November, and it's important to say that it is the 1st of November, the, the, so 31st of October is your last day. So from the 1st of November onwards, farmyard manure can no longer be spread. That's until next January. So it's advisable that all the heaps of animal bedding or waste silage are applied as to, to land as soon as possible. Look, there are the usual warnings applying in, in, with this, John, in terms of not spreading within 48 hours of heavy rainfall forecast or spreading on ground that's waterlogged. I would say ideally spread it on ground that has a low cover of grass and it won't be grazed until next spring. That's your your best way of moving that out, and you'll get a you'll get a benefit in ter- in, ter- in terms of recovery and grass growth on that ground for next spring uh, on that type of ground. 
Now, of course, when we talk about the price of milk, uh, generally speaking, there's an image there that milk is doing very well, dairy farmers are making some money. But at the same time, this is all against the tremendous increase in fertiliser, in the cost of nearly every kind of input. Ready to pop the question? The jewellers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everything we need for the farm. So bearing in mind when we say this has been a record-breaking milk price year and continues to be so, relatively speaking, you would imagine farmers would be tempted to avail of good milk revenue ongoing and continue milking cows longer than they would normally do, which mightn't be the usual practice on individual farms. But you have some views on this which might counter the argument for milking through the winter and extending lactations. So a general review there, and we want to be very careful in saying when we talk about very good prices for dairy and products in general, Input prices, of course, may negate this or even worse. But you have an overview on that kind of scenario. I have, John, and, and uh, it ties in with what you, what you just said there about the input prices as well. So, look, my views on this, John, is that, uh, look, some of the opinions that people should take on board when making the decision to milk cows on or not across the usual dry period into from mid-December into late January. Okay, And people, and people do that, and as you said, may be tempted to do that more so now with the milk price. Look... Number one, I've, I've five or six points here on this, and I'm not going to expand on them. People make up their own mind on it, I think, okay? But to keep those six points in mind, okay? Look, cows need, number one, cows need a dry period, okay? They need a minimum of eight weeks, and and that could be longer in the case of cows that are in poor body condition score um, or where cows have a somatic cell cone problem. Number two, okay, the feed availability, as you alluded to, are the, are the price of feed, okay, the availability and the price of feed, which we discussed already, and the cost of feeding in all meal and silage or whole or palm kernel diet, that's in the region of eight or nine euros a day, so cows need to be eating well to do that, okay, um, and that doesn't take into account energy costs or, or labour costs in actually milking those cows. So I'll move on then to point number three, right, according to electricity price, okay, 
milking cows are particular and particularly cooling milk and particularly small amounts of milk, that's not economical according to electricity prices. So you need to dis- discuss that. I would think with an advisor or sit down and do and do and do the economics of that yourself for 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 your own particular situation. You have to take into account the fact that uh, the total costs aren't just contained in feed. Okay. Point number four: the price of coals or, or slip cows is very good at the moment, and the returns on these to sell them maybe more than the returns from milk, and that's depending upon the yield them. So you you have to take that view on individual cows. Uh, point number five um, is a revenue issue, no tax tax issue. Okay, so more milk revenue from now is adding to your tax bill, and I would think that's it's, it's a good time of the year to be discussing that with your with your tax advisor, your accountant. Okay, and the final point on this is that farmers and farm staff need time off. Okay. And particularly where you're running staff or, you know, depending upon family labour, um, burning the candle at both ends isn't always such a good idea, particularly when there's been good revenue gathered on the farm already this year. So t- taking time off and having a, having a, having, having a decent strike period um, is something that needs to be considered now. Cows need a rest after producing such a tremendous amount of uh, of milk. So definitely all your arguments there should be taken on board. Just to underline that, you said the cows need time off, and I think the, the, the farmer needs time off for the farm as well, if he, particularly, you know, if he's, had, if he's had a good year revenue-wise. That's, that's, that's kind of my, my idea. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. James Fleming, Chagas Dairy Advisor, Sandfield Mellow. Thank you very much indeed, James. Thanks a Thank million. you, John. Thank You're you. very welcome. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association National Beef Chairman Mr Edmund Graham believes that winter finishing is finished. Edmund Graham joins us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Edmund, welcome to the programme. Now, what's your thinking behind that statement that winter finishing is finished? Thanks, John, for having me on your show. Yes, um, the way things are looking over the next few weeks and months, there's no margin in it for uh, winter finishers to be finishing cattle. Um, prices at factory level now are very low. And um, as you know, input costs have been rising through the roof there this last, I suppose, year now at this stage. And um, our input costs are just far too high. And we're not getting um, enough to meet our costs. And it, it's not viable uh, to be feeding animals. It's roughly taking six years, depending on what type of an animal you're feeding, but it could take six years a day to feed an animal. And they haven't the ability to put on a kilo of beef of carcass weight, but at today's prices, a kilo of beef carcass weight is only worth 4.55 a kilo. 4.55 a kg for bullocks and uh, perhaps a 4.60 a kg being quoted for heifers. Now, what's your advice to farmers? Obviously, you would say sell hard. So what's your advice? What can people do? Well, listen, it's very hard to advise farmers when they have stock. They have to feed them, have to look after them, you know, and um, they do have to be fed. So, you know, it's the nature of the farmers that would just keep trying. But, uh, like, we do need to sit down, do our figures, and if the figures don't add up, we're going to have to make changes. We simply can't be going to the market to buy cattle and costing ourselves money. Um, so it's very hard to give the advice. But what I do say is do your figures and count your costs, all your costs, your variable costs, your fixed costs, your daily feeding costs, and put them all in to what price you need for your beef. And go to your factory 
or you whoever you supply and try and trash out the price for them and if they're not willing to give you a price well you just have to walk away and say no like for years now yes beef farmers have been complaining about beef and it wasn't too bad there it did rise in in june and we're lucky enough we had a, a good few of our feedstuffs and supplies before the the increased cost really hit but now they've hit us hard and they're very high and at the same time if we were to look at the price of beef over the last 10, 15 years, like there's been nearly zero inflation in our in our beef in the supermarkets, and so that's not sustainable. And you know, every other product can rise, so beef has to rise too, and we just have to get paid for what we produce. End of story. One logical option might be it would make a lot more sense, you suggest in your press release, to let cattle thrive more slowly and then finish them off grass next summer rather than trying you know, to try and scale those price limitations. Yes, that's right. Rather than doing a real intensive feed over the winter months, um, store them over as cheaply as possible, bring them to grass, and hopefully finish them off grass then over the summer months when grass is relatively uh, a cheaper source of food. That should help. But once again, there's problems there. We're coming down the line now where we have to meet our targets in the agricultural sector, and one of the recommendations that the government is doing is that we finish animals early. So if you think of especially the dairy herd, the majority of animals coming out of the dairy herd are born in February, March, so they are going to be coming two-year-old at that stage. So they will be coming out again of the sheds in the winter months. So how do we do that? How can we meet the targets, finish our animals younger when we can't afford to feed them, when we're not getting paid? So that is a real conundrum for the government to sort out. But farmers have to try and be profitable. So, you know, if we can store the animals cheaply over the winter, even they are going to be a few months older, uh, it may be more economical for the farmers to do that. So I would gather, Edmund, €6 a kg would be the absolute minimum you would need to obtain looking at present costs and the cost per day of keeping your animals alive and helping them thrive. So a target of at least 6 Euro kg, a starting point for negotiations. That's a hundred percent right. That's what we need. Like, and when you think of it, you know, there's talk maybe coming on into the springtime that beef could achieve those prices or maybe near. But we're a long way away from that now. Back in August, the drought really hit in some parts of the country. Farmers had to put cattle in the sheds. It's only now that those in the next week or two, those animals will be coming out of the shed as finished animals. And there's been no rise in beef prices. So any farmer having to take 455, 460 for beef uh, coming out of the sheds on the 1st of December, uh, he's had a huge loss. Uh, those animals aren't going to cover the costs at all. And there's going to be a huge deficit there. Um, you know, nobody would have envisaged that the factories would do what they were doing. And we thought when prices were reasonably good there over the summer months that they would have stayed good and we could have got paid for our, our produce but it looks now that we're not going to get paid for it. 
In the agri-press, it's been announced that Board Beer have launched a €1 million Euro beef promotion campaign in Britain and in the European Union. And, of course, at the same time, we hear so much about transparency in the food supply chain, transparency and fairness, etc. But when you look at the supermarket shelves, when you look at the developments over three years and see how the price of beef has been more or less static... You know, fairness in the food supply chain, on UTP, unfair trading practices, and the EA enforcement agency, all of this sounds good. It sounds great over recent years, but in actual fact, you go along, and the proof of the pudding is what you see, the prices on supermarkets' shelves being charged. Yes, John, I suppose we're... A lot of farmers feel there's a big issue there with Ford B. Like um, year after year after year, they're bringing in more regulation for us and saying the consumer needs this, the consumer needs that. As farmers, we don't know whether the consumer needs this or needs that, but I suppose it's the retailers telling the processors uh, this and Ford B that they need this X, Y, and Z uh, to help sell their beef. And we are doing more and more all the time. But you're right, we're getting less and less for it. We're not getting paid any more for all these extra measures we have to do. Like marking grass-fed beef now, um, farmers get no benefits for that, you know. Um, I know there is a PGI status uh, hopefully coming on for beef now in, I don't know the exact time period, but within the year, hopefully, we're going to get approved by the EU for a PGI status for our beef, which, in theory, should be a great help. But will the supermarkets um, want to pay us a premium for that? It's very doubtful, for they want to keep costs down. If you've got a family, people will go for cheaper produce. And in fact, we saw an extreme example of people being hoodwinked when they went for price alone. When we had the horse meat scandal, people just looked at attractively packaged meat, not realising this was horse meat. So if consumers want more sustainable beef and all of these extra things board beer thinks they need, well then retailers need to explain to consumers, to customers, this comes at a cost and farmers have to run viable businesses. You're 100% right and that's what it's all about. I think that message isn't getting consumers like, you know, everybody loves a bargain, no more so than myself but like, you know, there comes a time when you have to pay for what the product's worth and we're not at that stage and as I say food I suppose especially beef has been too cheap over this last number of years and it sort of has been devalued because we've been selling so cheap people don't appreciate it people don't have to eat beef every day of the week like once twice a week is fine to be eating beef and we're seeing now how um, important it is in the diet and, you know, for the minerals and vitamins and all different things coming through for the beef, which is very important. So maybe it is good value for money. Maybe it's one of the most important things you could eat and to get your protein and different things, your vitamin B12. So, you know, I suppose going back to Board B, I, I, I feel, and a lot of farmers would feel that they haven't marketed the products for what it is. And we need to get that message across to consumers. Possibly very important, but again, will people pay the PGI status where 
after a lot of negotiation and going backtracking, etc., it would appear now that both Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, the island of Ireland, we can, as one unit, market this grass-fed Irish beef, and it's understood that's uh, animals who've grazed for a certain amount of a certain number of days per year, and that would be from the north or from Northern Ireland and uh, the Republic. So that that might be a breakthrough. But again, beef producers they've become you know a little bit sceptical. They need something really definite and clear that puts money in their pocket to show something is moving. But the PGI status we refer to that that might hopefully be a breakthrough. It should, and maybe it'll only end up in a niche market for um, a certain number of people. Um, and this is where we don't know as farmers whether it will benefit us or not. I suppose, as the saying goes, proof is in the pudding and time will tell. So we just have to wait and see, um, will it be of any benefit to farmers? Um, but it's the same story. We need to get to a price where we can cover our cost of production and leave ourselves a margin. Other than that, um, there's no there's no future. And like when you think about it, John, you know we have a suckler industry in Ireland. We have a dairy industry in Ireland. Both those industries are producing uh, beef animals, which the beef producer takes on to finish. So, you know, if there is no beef industry, uh, there can be no suckler industry. There can be no dairy industry either if we can't feed these animals and make a profit. Have you in mind one or two steps which will enforce a fair regime and guarantee good quality beef? Well, the only thing um, that might be a benefit for us, and we're not really sure until we get it up and running, but by the end of the year, um, there's a commitment there by the government to have uh, the food ombudsman set up and running. And they are going to look into all aspects of, um, I suppose, what would you say, in our case, uh, beef production and where the profit's going to, to who is, and who it's going to. So that may take a while, but if we get proper commitment from the government that they're going to do that, um, maybe that will be a help. Other than that, we need to keep imposing on the processors and retailers you know that we can't take these prices for beef um, it's not workable we, we need to get costs rising along with inflation um, you know with, with our input costs it doesn't seem to be a problem for people to put petrol in their cars or different things like and petrol is still risen so why can they not give a wee bit extra for beef and maybe they can, maybe it's because the retailers don't want to let the uh, consumers give it. I was going to say that maybe the, cons- the retailers, like because there's so much competition between the supermarkets, that they are willing to keep the prices down and uh, have us working for nothing. Loss leaders, and they always seem to have the loss leaders in the agri-sector, cheaper vegetables, cheaper meat, etc. The, the, the loss leaders and get the people in to buy the meat. But a food ombudsman, because the ombudsman, if somebody is there in a position as ombudsman, they'll see right along the line from the raw material producer, the farmers, through to the shelf, who is getting the lion's share, as it were, because the situation now, it would appear, people who just handle or pass on the food, they get as much or more than the actual producer, the farmer producing the raw material. 
Yeah, you're 100% right, John. And as I say, we are pinning our hopes on this food ombudsman. But until it's in place and it's up and running, and I suppose maybe after a year or six months or a year, I don't know how long it'll take just to see what way uh, they're performing, we don't know. But we're hopeful that they will be able to do something for us. Speaking to the ICSA Beef Chairman, Mr Edmund Graham, and hopefully the message will be taken up and it will quicken up or speed up the appointment of a food ombudsman. Hopefully there'll be a bit of justice for the um, beef producers. So thank you, Edmund, very much for your valuable time. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. Coming up next, some Mokra news. We welcome Laura Woods to the Farm Talk programme. Hello everyone, my name is Laura and I'm bringing you the Carberry Mockery News. The Mockery National Awards Night took place on Saturday the 1st of October in the West County Hotel in Ennis. On the night, Gillian Moore and Paul Hurley of Barrier Row Mockery received Presidential Medals in the Leadership Awards 2021. Gillian also received a Munster Volunteer Award. Jory O'Neill of Banladee Mokra received a first place runners-up leadership award for 2022. Well done to all, you've done the region proud. On the 7th of October, the Carberry round of the Know Your Ag quiz took place in Banlaskerti Hall. Cora and Mokra were victorious on the night and will go forward to the national final which will take place in Tipperary on the October bank holiday weekend. Congratulations to Aisha Hurley of Clonakilty Mokra on winning the National Under-23 Beef Stock Judging Final and congratulations also to Christopher McCarthy of Kinmead Mokra who took part in the senior category. Congratulations to Barry Rowe Mokra who are Cork County Novice Debation Champions after beating Bally Howra on the 2nd of October. Kinmead Mokra are running country drive and line dancing classes on Friday evenings from 8 to 10pm in Tots Bar, Ballygartine. The cost is €5 for MACRA members and €10 for non-MACRA members and everyone is welcome. On the October Bank Holiday weekend, all roads will lead to Tipperary, where the MACRA National Conference and Rally will be taking place, where there will be farm walks, guest speakers, including the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnellogue, and lots of entertainment and fun each night. We also want to wish the best of luck to Barry Rowe Mokra, who will be competing in the national finals of the Club of the Year Awards over that weekend as well. So as you can hear, Carberry Mokra has a lot going on with something for everyone. If you are interested in joining, please contact the Carberry Mokra Facebook or Instagram pages for more information. Thank you. And thank you, Laura. Miss Laura Woods, the Carberry Mokra Firma Radio Officer. Next, Cork East Ploughing. Mr Philip Cotter, a PRO for the Cork East Ploughing Association. Well, Philip, no results this week. No details of forthcoming matches in the immediate future. Cancellations and uh, the situation going into the future. Thanks very much, John. That's right. We have no results from last Sunday's match, Bartholomew's match, because it had to be cancelled due to adverse weather conditions. Now, the situation for today, Saturday, Bartholomew are not going ahead, which would be normal procedure. And tomorrow, Sunday, would be Watergrass Hill, and they have also cancelled for this weekend. So, as it stands, no Cork East Town match for this weekend. Bartholomew would have been in position to go on the, today, Saturday, and Watergrass Hill tomorrow. Both have been cancelled because of the forecast for this weekend. And the following weekend, then, is the Bank Holiday weekend, the end of October, and there was no match listed for that anyway, so that will be another skip. 
So the next match that we're talking about at this point in time is Ballyfield on the 6th of November. But I'll have to come back to you again during next week and the week after with more details of the future, John. And that's the situation as it stands at the minute. Whether it's upsetting our plans, this, these things happen. So I'll be back to you midweek next week. Thanks, John. So thank you very much indeed, Mr. Philip Cotter, PRO for the Cork East Ploughing Association, for that update on things into the immediate future. Thank you very much indeed, Philip. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. And that's Farm Talk for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to Barry O'Mahony, Head of News, 96.3 FM News, and Murray Tuig, News Reporter, 96.3 FM News, for contributing to the programme again this week. A very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.